Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the Ian Prendercast, take two, the mixer. We're just working out some kinks uh, in the mixer, so just bear with us while we do that. My name is Sean Peterbudge, and you're listening to the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. Um, we've just had an absolutely outstanding chat with Mark Murphy, who was brilliant, very accommodating, uh, absolutely sensational. That should be available. If you haven't already seen it, it'll be up after this, but they'll both go up at kind of the same time. Yep. So it doesn't really matter which order you listen to that in, but absolutely check it out if you've got the time. I'm joined by Timbo Slice, Dr. Davis. How are you, Sean? Yeah, I'm good, Tim. How are you? Oh, mate, no. it was uh, – <laughs> no, it was a delightful time spent Hi, by – everybody. <laughs> delightful time spent with Mark Murphy, uh, so accommodating, so giving of his time, um, gave so much authentic feedback and just for – us Carlton Nuffies, it's um, it's just sensational. And and in what's been a great week for the footy club, you know, all is well. It was good to get him on um, after a win. No doubt. Which was sort of the mood was very buoyant. And, buoyant. and I think what was excellent was he um, he smacks of a guy that's absolutely wrapped that the footy club is where it is and, and is going as well as it's going and um, is enjoying watching it as much as you know, we are as fans and, and our listeners are as fans. So uh, I've got a special one here for Faber Ganoush. I've loaded this up onto the mixer. I don't know when I'd have the opportunity to play it, but this is going to sit on the mixer forever. So if you think of a situation where we can play it, just give me some kind of sign, okay? It's serious because it's very important, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Faber Ganoush, how are you? Ciao ragazzi. Oh, and well, it's, you know, really happy with how that the Murph interview um, went and you know, coming off a phenomenal weekend, um, I had a great weekend, so um, yeah, I'm up and about. Excellent. Do you, do you want to just pad for a moment while I get the uh, the um, hotspot up for myself here? Well, kudos, kudos to Fabganush. Um, we were obviously able to get Murph on following a lunch that we were involved in, but which Fab- Sean alluded to the, as the f- the fat cat lunch. The fat cat lunch, yeah, absolutely. They were, but, buttering, but, they were buttering you two idiots up with legends of the club. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, yeah, you got Murph there and I, I certainly wouldn't have had um, – I wouldn't have been brazen enough to be able to broach it and invite him along, but Fabian – No shame of ganoush over there. And, but no, no, he, 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 he introduced it, he, he checked it out and he drove it, he chased him up and it's, it's all Fab's Murph, doing. But we asked Murph, we said, like, how long into the conversation, genuinely, how long into the conversation of meeting Mark Murphy did you say, I do a podcast, it's called the Ian Prendercast, did you want to be on it? 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, wasn't yeah. Too, it wasn't two minutes. Like, okay. We sat down at the table and then, like, there was just an empty seat right in front of me. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden, oh, I wonder. It's fate. It's pod fate. And then it's just, and then Murph sits there and I'm like, well... Sorry for you, Mark, but you're going to get, you're going to, get invited to a pod, to do a podcast. But um, nah, lovely, lovely bloke. Um, and you know, very giving of his time. Fantastic. So can't thank him anymore. Um, if you love the chat, do uh, let us know. And, and obviously, too, Murph's uh, he's not overly active on Twitter, but he can be found on Twitter. If you can reach out and, and thank him, and, and if you like the chat, um, we'd really appreciate it as well. Because um, look, we're at pains, and, and we said this to him. Just modern, great of the footy club. Um, and someone we were absolutely wrapped to have a chat with and sort of celebrate his career and pick his brain a little bit. Um, doing some housekeeping before we get into the game itself. Prender DJ last week was Karma Climb by Editors, one of my favourite bands, a new track off their new album. I saw you bopping along to it a bit, Timbo. You didn't mind it. I did like I didn't know what it was, but yeah, I liked it. New yeah. track, brand new. Yeah. Um, both uh, Leonard and Lord Flashheart 
got it. It was just about Shea Bolton, Karma Klein. Yep. We'll wait and see you next time. Um, so, yeah, that's no, not, not much needed there. Uh, reviews, we've got some good reviews this past week. Um, yeah, Eden Winter, fantastic listener of the pod. Uh, come for the blues, bants, and bangers. Stay for the sacred captain. Go blues. <laughs> the sacred captain. Uh, Leonard at Equilibrium. Uh, not just another blues podcast, the best blues podcast. Great production value and passionate chatter that includes a balanced and honest appraisal of the blues performance on and off the field. Hang around to get tangents that go into all directions from the NBA, world football, pop culture uh, and movies, music, video games, TV. Sean sets the tone and the run sheet and brings a mix of arrogance slash ability that sometimes plays at the lower Taylor Garner end of the spectrum, <laughs> but often hovers in the higher Vince McMahon end. I like that. When Sean's in a mood, we're in for a great show. Tim offers nuggets of wisdom, usually outside of his field of expertise, <laughs> and brings a balanced insight. Fab brings a passionate view and often gets into heated and hilarious exchanges to prove a point. He is the voice of the people. He is an idiot, Leonard. You had me up until that. You had me at hello. Always entertaining, informative, and a must. The Blues are back. And then lastly, we had another good one just come through from Jimmy Faz, the great man. Um, the Blues chat is great, but the real jewel in the crown of the pod is the Blues are back 90s mega mix. I play it for the kids at school every day. They're getting an education money cannot buy. Keep up the good work and give me more bangers. Thank you for as that. As long as you don't play the podcast itself, Jimmy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you'll be out of a job quick might smart. The, might give the kids an education in something they weren't, uh, weren't bargaining for, which could be an altogether different problem for old Jimmy Faz. Um, we'll just wait on that, I suppose. But, uh, oh, can you hear that, Fab? Oh. It's a 90s banger. I'm playing FIFA. FIFA, FIFA 98. Road I'm to the in my World room. Cup. I'm in my room. You've taken me back. All the th- thanks go out to these digital sprites. <laughs> <laughs> what about in the living room, the video clip? I don't really remember the video clip. They're in a, like a living room sort of thing. Played on a couch and whatnot, yeah. Why is it called Song 2? It was probably just the working title. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything I love better. the lyrics. I can't. I don't really know what he's saying. It was 27 years ago. I'm not sure what he's saying. But nothing is. Yes. Look at the fuzzy guitar. What a tune. Cracker. So, the question remains, is that a banger? Genuine banger. Genuine banger. He's back. He's off. I've just cracked one through the covers. They've come down and middle, said, See you later. middle of the bat type. So we were it's just Damien, sounds, you know what? It, was, it sounds so nice. It was Damien Martin. It almost looked like a forward defense, but it's just pierced the field. It's just rolled away. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, so thanks for those reviews, by the way. We love them every week. And if you haven't left a review yet and would like a shout out, that's the easiest way to get a shout out. You leave us bad reviews, that's we right. give you shout outs. Um, we'll get into the footy chat now. This is an overview, I suppose. Where's my notes gone? Hold on. I've lost my notes. Where have they gone? They're on your computer. Yeah, but I had like a... Where are the Stinger missiles? <laughs> Where <laughs> are the Stinger missiles? I had, a, I had like a little, like a, a note here that would lead into this, but... Um, They're in your ass. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Is that what he says? Or it's something like that, isn't it? it? Is yeah. something like that. Was yeah. that uh, Bill Duke? Was that Commando? John! I'll be waiting, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least threatening anyone's ever seen. love. Did you raise it when... I think it was you who told me. Like he gets to the top of his like backyard, where he's kind of he's got the 
the ammunition shed at the top and it's like all the door's locked. <laughs> yeah. The door's open, so <laughs> so he has to do this, you know, eight code bloody on the on the keypad to open key, up. He's got a key and then later on. on he goes there. <laughs> it's just open. The door's open. <laughs> he goes up to get his munitions and he goes up to the back shed where he's like armory is and it's got the keypad, you know, lock on the door. And he's punching in the code. The door's ajar. Well, <laughs> what are you doing, Arnold? <laughs> that's that's the least threatening. Vernon Wells. That's the least threatening anyone has ever sounded giving a threat. Yep. I'll be waiting, John. He, he had like this was very homosexual yeah. chain mesh kind of crop top thing. I, I liked it when he said uh, he was talking to someone. He's like, <laughs> we called him. Didn't he call the soldiers piss ants or something? He goes, if Matrix was here. He'd laugh too. <laughs> Terrible movie, but very, very watchable. Yes, a very young Alyssa Milano. Very young. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, if anyone wants a laugh, look up uh, Commando the Musical. Um, have you not seen I've, I've, no. I've played Predator the Musical. So the same guys, uh, Lego Lambs, I think, was their username. They did a whole bunch of like fun using the main musical suite from the movies. Like they did Predator, they did a T2 one, they did Commando, they did Conan. Um, Robocop, they've done a whole bunch of like 80s slash 90s movies and they've done like musical numbers, Broadway style numbers based yep. on them and Commando's called uh, Jenny and Me. There you go. It's genuinely brilliant. Predator's have, amazing as well. Have you ever seen like the 30 Second Bunnies? No. And it's sort of like a cartoon version of they reenact famous movies with little cartoon rabbits and it's called 30 Second Bunnies, and they do all the big ones, you mm. know, Die Hard, all that sort of stuff. And it might even be 20 Second Bunnies, I'm not quite sure, but it's quite amusing that they capture two-and-a-half-hour-long movies in 30 seconds, and they're actually quite authentic to it. It's well, quite good. We'll have a look. Check it Love out. It. Look, obviously, the, the weekend just passed. Um, absolutely sensational win for the football club, but better than that, we kind of needed – the four points were absolutely critical, but to win the game comfortably – to do it comprehensively against a really well-performed, well-travelled team means so much more than just four points. You know, if we lose that, we're back in the pack. We're in a bit of strife. We're at the back of that pack too. Next yeah. week yeah. becomes massive and you're sort of looking to, to roll into Marvel and to beat a contender like that. That is, Timbo, that is as big a win in a home and away context as we've had in a very, very long time. I, I was... I was thrilled at the end, and and it was sort of funny the whole way through. I was I was going in. I knew we could win it. I didn't know that we would, but I knew that we could. But the biggest fear was how are we going to go against Darcy and Lob in the ruck, and how is our key defence going to go up against a bloke who's one ninety nine and a bloke that's two oh six? And if they're winning the midfield because we'd lost the midfield the previous two weeks, you thought if this doesn't go well. We will get beaten. Mm. But you knew it was Marvel. We'd played our best footy. Um, we were okay in the second half against Richmond. We brought good form in, but you thought, we're, we're going to have to be coached well and we're going to have to genuinely um, execute to be in this game. And the two weaknesses, <laughs> I gave votes to TDK. Only, I mean, he had a great game. He had a, a really, really good game hit-outs to advantage, getting his own clearance on a couple of occasions, really, really important. But Darcy was BOG in the game that we won at the MCG last year. TDK's on a bit of a – the curve for him is a little bit different. It's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and, and, I mean, I'm jumping around, but we've said before, this period that Lewis Young has been exposed to and what we've asked him to do in, in his 
career arc and what, what he learns about himself and his ability and his confidence through this is going to be massive. Similarly, what TDK's been asked to do on his own, and, and look, JSOS has been unbelievable as his backup, but we don't want Jack Sylvain to be our backup, backup ruckman moving forward. We've got Pitto and, and TDK. That's the roles that we want them to be able to play. But for him to be able to shoulder the number one mantle for a long period of time and deliver against very good players, and he needed to give us... Like, he needed to halve the contest at best to give us a shot. I'll argue with anyone. He beat Darcy. He was more important on the day. He gave more to his team than what Darcy gave to his. See, I, that's why we, we spoke in the Murphy chat where, and Murph made the point that sometimes the stats don't tell the full mm. story. Mm. If you look at the raw number, you go, well, Darcy's won the duel. Mm. He's had more touches. He's had more hitouts. He's had more hitouts to advantage, et cetera, et cetera. And you go, but we just needed TDK to break even, to win his share. And he did a lot around the ground, which was great. Um, I, the one thing I'd love to watch, and maybe what it actually is, is we either kick a goal or Frio kicks a goal and then the next clearance becomes really key. And it's either to really push the momentum or to try and arrest it back. It, it felt like, and, and I will re-watch it just to get my head around it, it just felt there was a couple of key moments where you thought, Tommy, we need something. And it was almost every time we needed it, he gave it. And, mm-hmm. and when he gave it, it was... Um, commanding, and, and and it actually belied the fear of what we were going up against, and and it just I thought when he when he did what he did really really well, it was so impactful, and I was just delighted for the kid. If I was a coach at the footy club, if I was his Matty Cruiser, I suppose helps him out with some ruck craft. I would have sat down with the mixer and I would have set it up, and I would have said to Tommy, put the headphones on. And then I would have said, this is what we want you to do on Saturday, buddy. I would have piped in some Van Halen. <laughs> we want you to jump. Oh Jesus! Yeah. And he did. What a track. We want you to jump because Darcy can't – he Absolutely can't do it. Not. Your advantage is your athleticism, jump all over This guy's just a large brick. He's a good player. Absolutely yeah. great. Very good player. Darcy took one mark. Yep. It was the inside 50 in the first quarter, and I don't think he made the distance. But early days you thought, shit, yep. you know, we're in trouble. And didn't happen. Mm. Uh, the big thing for me, Fab, early in the first term, it, it looked a little bit like not much had changed since we played them at Optus back in round five. Five, yep. Mm-hmm. Or six or something, whatever. Um, it just looked like they had us at arm's reach. We were finding it really hard to score. You know, entries inside 50 weren't great. They were playing they to were their... horrible. They, they were very easy for Pierce and Logue um, to take care of. They would get us out the back a few times. Um, the late rally in the first quarter to kind of get a foothold, to kind of take control. We weren't on the scoreboard in control, but everywhere else mm. we were in control of the game. We only got the one goal... But it showed that the wheel was turning our way and it really consolidated in the second and was sort of got us on our way. Yeah. No, well, the first 10 minutes, it, it was it was pretty much same, you know, same, same. would have been, you know, the f- fifth quarter of where they've just basically owned us. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. we try to do, they just we, we seemed to be choked. Like everything was just con- – everything was in congestion. And then we did get the ball. Our delivery inside 50 was absolutely – it was just – it was dumb. In the yeah. first half of the first quarter. And then... I'm going to use a word that a lot of callers at SEN like to use. Putrid. It was, <laughs> it was putrid. Um, but the effort was there from the get-go. Mm. So it, it, we just kept working at it, working. And then eventually we started to change a few things up. And you're right. The momentum started to... The wheel started to turn towards the end of that first quarter. And then 
that second quarter, it was just on the back of Sam Walsh. Like the just, message... Did we beat him up? Um, we sort we sort of yeah. did, but we didn't. I think it was look, once we got on top, we we maintained them at a comfortable. The note level, I've but got we were here, physical. The note I've got here is controlled. Yeah. Yep. So it wasn't anything. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't targeted, but it was very controlled. There were a couple of uh, efforts. Cripper was enormous in a couple of centre break. He just pushed Brayshaw over at one point mm-hmm. and just went, "Get out of the way." Yep. And I'm, I'm motoring through you. I felt like it, we kind of just stopped kicking it to the two on two. Or the one which we kept, stopped kicking it to the pack, and we had a couple of short. Cottrell got hit up. Nunes got hit up for one. We got hit. We were hitting up the shorter, smaller targets a little bit further from goal, but weren't just lobbing it to the top of the square mm. and asking Harry, Charlie, take a big mark, please. Yeah. We started to use the space inside fifty a bit better, and, and that, that that wing support, the extra number, kick to the fat side, be another option. It um, when we when we went back the other way, we mm. used it. It creates movement, yep. which defenders don't like, yep. and space. You yep. know what? You know what that is in a game plan. It's serious because it's very important piece. <laughs> it's, it's a very important piece of the of the game plan, and executed very well by. We will speak about them later, but you know, Matty Cottrell and Nunes had a good day. Lockie so O'Brien had New, a good day. To me, Nunes. Well, I'm looking at it, and I went, "He's had a, he's had a great day." Yet I texted you boys here from. Center bounce and center bounce only. He was going head to head with James Aish, and he was not enough respect was paid to him. And Aish was on the chain every time Fremantle won the clearance. Aish was involved, and I'm like, pay a bit more respect to him. But then outside of that, outside of that, I think I thought he did really, really well. He did really well. We yeah. spoke off the top of the rundown there about it just being such an enormous win, our biggest home and away win, I think, in over a decade. In terms of this late in the year, the context of what mm. it means, what it can potentially set up. You know, in 2008, 9 and 10, we had a period where certain wins got us to within arm's reach of a final. Yep. And you're sort of like, it feels like the we're aiming a bit higher and the grasp is a bit higher now. It's not, no, nah, it's not just finishing eighth. Yeah. Go, it's not just finishing fifth. Go, geez, home final, that's okay. No, we want to higher than that. Keep going. Mm. Well, and, and also, I think the thing that really did it for me was if I if I imagined what could happen and be really positive for us, I reckon I could see a workmanlike win where we hung tough, found a couple of goals, and we might have just snuck home. Mm. With a little bit of luck, we could have, you know, really rammed home the advantage, and we might have won by 50. Yeah, we left... Three on the on maybe there, maybe. you know the you know Walshy, Durds. Yep. Um, you know we gave away. The, I still find it in hindsight now that the game's over. You look back at the the Doherty holding the ball, Ugh. Boyd. I don't even know what that handball was. The yeah. like he kind of got caught under himself, and then it's like that chain of events. We kind of gifted him a goal. But even like in the first quarter, when Silvani takes that magnificent mark where he uses his body so well on lob and on the wing, takes the mark. Settles, and then turns to the inside, it, yeah. and rather than kicking it straight, it just curled left to absolutely Frio's advantage. Mm. And you hit the target in the corridor, we're out, and we've got our whole forward line at, at our mercy. But you just hand it over, and a ball goes straight back the other way, mm. and you've gone. They went in three times for three goals. Exactly it was just, right. Yeah. And and the thing that got me, and I'm sorry to sort of um, you know pinch the <laughs> direction, the fact if you had have told me that we'd have kicked 12 goals against Freo, you'd go, gee, that's really good because we battled to get on the scoreboard against them. But then a little bit of you would have said, geez, 
can our defence defend 12? Yep. So if you'd told me we kick 12, I'd believe it, but it wouldn't give me confidence. But you tell me we keep Freo to seven goals. I wouldn't. Mm. We out-freoed them. Yeah. We out-freoed and, and, and the goals that they did kick, they, they were gifted a few. And you've yeah. gone, they might have fashion, legitimately fashioned two or three goals in a whole game. And this team's second on the ladder. And we've got no defence. Sometimes it feels like Justin Longmuir wants an 18-goal game. Yeah. And we'll kick 11. Yep. Um, and that's what they're prepared to do. We out-freoed them. Yep. I think we, you're we right. We played them at their own game and just strangled them. Well, last time Lobb kicked three. And got off the chain a little bit. And he, he's a hard matchup. He's a big unit. We lose Pitto. And we and we lost mm. Pitto and yeah. yeah. Um and, and in that game, he had twenty six possessions in round five as well. So he had a That's like, an indictment he, he, on us. He had a massive game that round one. Mm. Um and then but Walters, you know, kicked a jammy goal on his left foot round the body. You know, he just he got out and he took advantage and good mm. players do that. Sam Switkowski has been Possibly the most improved player in the competition. He didn't play against us, but he kicked two in that game as well. Mm. So, like, we didn't realise that they were a little bit blunted because we were probably so focused on the guys that we had out. But that they just, in the end, they just didn't. They lacked the guns to expose us. But we just defended so well. Yeah. One of the big talking points going into the game was the situation at clearance uh, selection. They doubled down on the mix that they'd had in recent weeks. Um, and backed those guys in that had been doing a really good job to date this season and, and gave them another opportunity to, you know, I suppose prove that the last two weeks are the aberration and it's not something more worrying or a trend. Um, I suppose, I think, what were we? We were plus 14 total clearance. We were plus nine centre clearance. So the point of difference that had existed to this point in the season was back. And yep. it, was, it, was, it was marked and it was part of the reason, it was probably the reason, to be honest, um, we get the win. I suppose how important, Fab, was it to get the break-even type performance from a TDK to really oh, set that up, to su- give us... Super important, because without it, at Eddie had, lose the clearance with that defence yep. in a 6-6-6 situation. So that defence with their tall options... Big targets, yeah. <laughs> we, we can't afford to have the center, the um, the centre of the ground performance that we've had in the last fortnight. And so we, don't, I, I and we thought, don't have a third man up option to, to and like I think it's one on one everywhere. It, I think it was put on them collectively, and TDK obviously came to the party. Um, but the rest of them to not only nullify or even it to dominate it. That's that's what sets up the whole win. It was massive. Yeah, and 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 like we actually said against Richmond, Vossi got out coached, and 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 he. He did. I think. Did. I think from a little bit of tactical stuff, but certainly, I think a mentality piece. Correct. Maybe our prepare, like whatever you call that, preparation. No, no, just <laughs> no, 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 not in preparation, but not sending no, them it's out. Mindset. There. Mindset. It's mindset yeah. is what you're saying, and, and because we didn't, we didn't play wet weather footy against Richmond, and then when we came good, I think we were still doing what we were always trying to do. When it was wet, it had just gotten drier. Yeah. So it would all. It's still. It, there was never actually. I don't think we ever did play wet weather footy in that game, no. which, which sounds really weird. It sort of just dried up a little bit. Yeah, that's it. But then in the end, I, th- I think we came with a clear <laughs> mindset, a clear attitude, and and, you know and played fat. in line with it. It's an F one. We started on slicks. Actually, not we did. We started on inters when it was teeming down. Yeah. And then kind of just stayed on inters mm. and just. And the conditions just came sort of came back to, to us a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's nothing more fun than when you're watching an F1 race. And, and 
where Ricardo is at the moment is actually a good example. He's not fighting for podiums or wins. And you're like, just be ballsy. Go for it. Yeah. Like, just go for it, buddy. Put the wets on. Let's see what happens. Because it might be worth yep. 20 seconds. Just you being the first one out. Um, shut the back door. A lot's been spoken about the defensive situation. I mean, we started the year with Weeders, McDonald and McGovern against Richmond. Uh, none of them have been out there for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Last week, Durden comes in. He's out. The week before that, Marchie came in. He's out. To keep the Dockers to seven goals, you mentioned it before, Tim, is an absolutely enormous effort. It is a game-winning effort. Um, and clearly their selection was something they thought they could exploit. They, they wanted to play Tabiner and Fife. They wanted to stretch us. They thought... They, they played Luke Ryan, who hadn't trained. And he he's killed us the last few times we played him. He he may as well not have been on the field. Well, even Fife, like Fife's not right. Fife wasn't right, no doubt. And then Tabiner was not right either. Well, he probably wasn't. I yeah. think they've gone that... To expose us. Yeah. Oh, we'll get it in. We'll get yeah. it in. We'll and get it'll be it fine. In. Yeah. Whereas we've gone, no, we're not going to risk the team. We're going to, you know, the list will support what runs on the field. Um, the system will play out as it does. Next man up, plug yeah. it in, do it that way. And, and so the guy that runs out is 100% or as mm-hmm. close to, um, and we'll get the job done. Yeah. Which, and which, as much which, as which is terrific from the coaching staff to have and the, and the match committee to have the balls to do that. As, as much as it's system-based, and it has to be system-based, kudos to Vossi and his crew. And this is taking nothing away from Brody Kemp, but it was – we defended more collectively. He was never left – and a couple of times he was left alone yep, and, he he was, was. and he was out-muscled and yep, you know, yep. out-bodied you know, the Tabner – Free kick, which my dad lost it over. I said, Dad, he marked it regardless. Yeah, that's <laughs> like it wasn't, I, I totally get what you're saying. It wasn't about beating them in contests. It was about limiting the number of contests. Yes. Yep. And then you add to that how good in the last month Saad, Newman and Doherty off halfback. But that's, the support cast has been phenomenal. Newman, Newman, he's back. Yeah. He's a good I'm, I'm talking back back to where like he was, and then he got got injured, and it's like. But he's just and he's such a smart footballer because he he sees it all happen, mm. and he knows he knows what he can do. But he he makes decisions at the last second, and he steps mm. guys, like his his spatial awareness mm. is elite. Yeah. Because at times you think, oh, you're in strife, and he just gets around them mm. with just absolute ease. We always said how Paul Bauer. He could get into trouble yeah. like no player I've ever yeah. seen. He could be in in the clear, and he's oh, I'm going to go for a run <laughs> in the game, and I'm going to traffic again. Gonna go I'm going to go C shape back into defence. <laughs> We've spoken about it before, Paul Bauer. He of broken wrists. His handballing was like they asked me to do a left-handed yes. handball. Or like all, all that time. said, oh, I didn't mind Paul Bauer. I liked Paul Bauer. Oh, I yeah. didn't mind Paul Bauer either. I thought there was a bit of something there, but uh, he. Went... But we were wrong. <laughs> When oh, geez, when did he go? 10, 2010 maybe. When he left, or yeah, twenty ten. Well, he was the Mark Murphy draft, and and I, I, Mate, I, I walked away from that draft. We got saying, the centerman, the center, the full forward, center half forward, and yeah. the center half back in the Australian, in the Australian team. team. I, I actually thought that was going to be the seminal draft that just changed us. Well, that was going to be the Weedering, Kuno, yeah. Mackay, set us Jay up. Sos, Cunningham. Yeah. It didn't. Um, <laughs> suffice to say, we don't need to go back and, and dwell on that. I suppose. Um, I've actually got a note here, Fab, because we, we weren't going to talk about this with Murph here if we were spoke, be speaking about the game. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to go off on a tangent. We haven't spoken about this because Fab's he's not calling me in the morning again. 
He's, oh, he's in a bit of a mood. No. I'm, all, I'm all out of love. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> without All right. Uh, uh, hey, air supply, relax. No, I get in. Sean, I have to, Sean is an after 7.30 phone call. I've been getting in before that, so there's no point in me calling him. He's not available. He's in the depot. He's sorting the mail. Favor. He's going up the hill. <laughs> Do me a favour. <laughs> Do me a favour. <laughs> Roy. Oh, Roy. Oh, Roy. Um, yeah, whatever. So we haven't had, <laughs> Do me a favour. So we haven't had the chance to speak about this on pod. You mean you, we haven't had a chance to speak about this at all? You liked, you liked Elvis? I did. It's um, not very. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. No. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. There's elements to it. I thought. Um, can you? Can you? So I saw the movie and I didn't see it in great circumstances because I thought I'll go see it because I can see it now. If I yeah. don't see it now, I won't be able to see it for, for like a while. four or five days. Yeah. So I, I, I finished work and I went to see it straight away. So I was a bit weary, and there was a moment in the first sort of half of the movie just before he goes to Germany. Yep, where I was a little bit kind of like, fuck, I'm almost falling asleep here. So I missed, yep. I missed maybe forty five seconds, two or three times. Did they not play? My criticism of the movie is you've got one of the greatest catalogs of all yes. time. Yes, you've hitting it perfectly. It's like and some of the songs they've, they've they got didn't the rights. Play. They've got the rights to that's all right, Mama, because that gets played sixteen thousand times throughout the movie. I don't it's think like they had the. I don't think they had the rights to so many songs. If that's the case, then it's understood why it's done this way. I said to Kelly, they didn't play Return to Sender. They didn't play a bucket load <laughs> Which from a postman. <laughs> I, was, right? I was wearing my posty uniform. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now what they Sing did. It. <laughs> There was performances in the movie that are phenomenal. They, I, I thought, comeback special was great. I thought I've got an idea for you. The first Vegas show was yep. Oh, but when they talk about the movie, how there's not a montage and going through all the songs of the time, all those movie tracks. How they, they they didn't spend they spent about sixty seconds on arguably the peak of his career when he was doing the movies. Hmm. And you kind of go, is this a rights thing? You don't have the rights from this studio, mm. from that studio for this song. And I think it – so my thing, I remember sitting in the film and I thought – and you, you responded to my tweet. And I, I walked out and thought, what's this movie about? Yep. Is it about the flawed icon? Is it about the, 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 the ego? Is it about the genius musician? Is it about his relationship with Colonel Tom Parker or, or Priscilla? You're like, what is this movie? It's about mm. none of that. It kind of does. It kind of it's a bit of everything and a bit of nothing all at the same. Nothing gets enough airtime yeah. to be. Yeah. And I said to and I said to Kelly because Kelly's like, oh, they didn't have this performance and this. And Kelly's a massive Elvis fan. I'm like, but it's three hours already. Yeah, how okay. long does it need? It's hard. They needed to do. It's hard to condense everything. Hundred percent. So you, you, know, you know what they needed to do. So we wanted to distill a twenty year career into hundred and fifty minutes. Yep. Is the runtime? You can't do that. You can't do it justice. Yep. So what they should have done, and this is going to be bad. If you you two still haven't seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox no, story, no, I haven't. No. You need to watch it. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, starring John C. Riley, is the best music bio <laughs> ever made, and it's a piss take of them, and it's ruined every music bio that will ever be made because it hits all the beats. It says all the things, you know, the the troubled childhood, the the first love that's gone awry, the comebacks. You know, being whatever he needs to be in whatever era to be successful, it hits all these beats, taking the piss out of Ray. Um, what's the walk the line? Walk the line. Bar rap. All those shit, and it's brilliant. It's so funny. There are moments in Bohemian Rhapsody where you're like, Walk hard skewered this ten years ago, yeah. and it did it better than you. Like, so my point is, 
start the movie with the meeting at the Hollywood sign. We're doing the comeback special. Yep. And then do a bit of time travel backwards, setting up different things, meeting Priscilla in Germany, yeah. um, the career in the movies, and then end it at the comeback special has been a rousing success. Fucking let's go. Elvis is back. Then do a little bit of an epilogue explaining the Vegas thing. That's it. Don't, don't, they spent too long in the Vegas at the back end without celebrating yeah. the zenith of yeah. his career. Yeah, yeah. But the Vegas show moment of the, of the thinger, mate, Good. I think baby number three was on the way. It's, it's, that's how excited I was. It was phenomenal. I, when they played in the ghetto at the end and the, and the credits were rolling, I teared up. I don't Good. know why. Oh, it's the well, song. I teared up. But yeah. Look, I, I don't mean to overbag because I've bagged it enough, but to me, Bohemian Rhapsody was the most embarrassing. Um, it's not a good movie. It, the fact that it got Oscars and he won Best Actor, oh, he put in a set of false teeth, let's be honest. Austin Butler dominates, absolutely dominates. So if Rami Malik, is that his name? If he wins an Oscar, this guy should have three. Austin, Austin Butler sounds like a halfback flanker for Sydney. West Coast Eagles. All right. He was absolutely phenomenal. And the only thing in, a, in both movies, Fat Elvis, which is the final scene, Fat Elvis doing his last performance two days before he dies, just show uh, – they did 50-50. So Austin Butler does the first half. Yeah, just give the real performer the moment. And give the real – and then they gave Elvis the second half. Whereas like Bohemian Rhapsody, Short and I have always said, have him backstage walk out and then – the next scene is eight. just live eight. Just it's the actual. Eight. So as soon as he walks through the curtain, so but it also gives the film. audience. You could also give the audience. Fuck, we we get no, why is, it was it, icon, it, Why it's so iconic? What if it does, you haven't it tells seen you. It. It's not a movie. This happened. Yeah, this is real life. Yeah. This yeah. is a real show performer. Don't tell. At yeah. The yeah. Show don't well, the tell. second half of it, they should, well, like I said, Austin Butler starts, and it's the only time you look at him and go, "Shit, that looks pretty bad." It's like, it's him, like Medellin, Medellin style makeup. It's, from this angle, from the left angle, it's horrible. From the right angle, it didn't look too bad. But then halfway through that, it, they show the Elvis footage, and it's just like, oh. yeah. And then yeah, in the ghetto, just comes up as they do the, the text, you know, saying what happened, blah blah blah. And I've lost it. And then walking out of the theater, they're playing Eminem, and I actually don't mind how they've put new artists and stuff. They never remix Elvis when. Elvis has to sing, but when they're flashing back and stuff, it's it's got it's more modernised the way they've done it. And I I just think the thing with so Michael Wilbon spoke about Michael Jordan in that doco, and he said oh, Michael Wilbon on yeah, Elvis, and he <laughs> said Michael Wilbon weighed in on Elvis, and, and <laughs> no, and he said um, he said you can't make a short list of the most list of the most consequential sporting figures of the 20th century without Michael Jordan. The list of the most consequential figures of the 20th century has Elvis on it. Absolutely. And I just thought, if you didn't really know much about him, do you leave this movie with an appreciation for how big he was? And I thought, I don't think you do. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. You go, well, oh, yeah, oh, shit, oh, yeah. Oh, no. no, you like should know more. Scene, even the scene where he's walking around Beale Street, you're like, where's this going? He's sort of being half-recognised and B.B. Mm. King's upstairs and you sort of go... I didn't mind that scene. No, no, but... it was a fine scene, but you kind of like... People like Elvis... Um, and he might have actually been one of the first people to do this. Was that Little Richard? Oh, maybe. One of them the was B.B. King at one point. B.B. King was, I'm saying, but the guy's singing, I'm pretty sure it's oh, Little maybe. Richard. And I thought, if that is, that's a fucking good likeness. But um, Michael ja Michael Jackson, I was going to say. Um, but he, Not in the movie. Michael Jackson and Elvis and these types, they were the first kind of celebrities where 
they had to close a shopping centre down for him and Priscilla yeah. to go to. Mm. So little things show, don't tell. This idea of he can't go see a movie. He can't just go to the movies and see a film. You've got to shut the cinema down so he can go do it. He can't just mm. go to the shops. Mm. There was no, shut there it was, down. Kelly was disappointed. No, apart from one quick 30-second scene, no Memphis Mafia. Yeah, that was weird as. They could have told some of the... Too much of the story is told through Colonel Tom Parker, which... Needed to be... He needed to be a shadowy, you don't really see figure. It's the fat suit and the accent. I know know he had a Dutch accent, but I don't know. I just... To me, it irritated me a bit. I just... You know what I do? I I could watch a three... Mind you, I could watch a three-hour documentary. I said this to Tim, of Elvis taking a poo, and I'd love it. So it's it's like... Do you know what I mean? But it's... It'd be a hard grind. It's not... it's, It's not... Flawless. It's not perfect, but you enjoyed it. But I'm going again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Colonel Tom, Tom Parker needed to be the emperor in Star Wars. Yeah. You don't really see him, mm. and you don't. He's this shadowy, shifty. And you especially don't need to do that whole fake in the hospital about to die. Yeah. Thing. Weird. Weird framing. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. Just don't need it. So if you haven't watched Walk Hard, Dewey Cox, you need to watch the movie, and you will appreciate what I'm saying. It is the best, and it has ruined music bios yeah. forever. Mm. And you don't need me to tell you to go and watch Elvis because I don't know what the opening weekend type stuff is, but everyone I speak to was going to watch it. Yeah. You know what else I went to see? Lightyear. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. What a disgrace. Oh, it wasn't that bad. And, uh, and <laughs> They've taken... They just told, again, a bit like Elvis, I think they just told the wrong story. Yeah, let's just tell a story. So we, and, and, hey, Sean, how many times did he... Have a different suit on. Hey, hey. Toys. Toys, 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 toys. Whatever. For anyone who's seen the movie, Tim, there's a bit where he crash lands their ship, the Turnip, uh, which is like a it's like a new settlement ship, isn't it? They've yeah. got all these people going out into the galaxy to find a, a hospitable planet for them to establish a base of operations and a camp, etc. They divert onto this other planet. They end up coming up against some strange creatures. They've got to escape. He crashes the ship trying to escape. They've got to rebuild it so they can get back in orbit and get back on their mission. And it's like... They give Buzz control. He's got to he's got to find a hyperspace fuel yeah. so they can get back into hyperspace, whatever. But every time he goes on this trial run, it's four minutes for him, but four years for the people on the planet. They let him fail ten times. They just keep letting him go up. And I, Fab, what, what do you reckon? After the second one, would you say think, no? Hey, I think Buzz, we're done here, Buzz, mate. You better serve to him. How about you dig a trench? Yeah, mate. You're bucking better here, dude. <laughs> every time you leave on that ship, we lose five years. You come back. And you know what else was missing, Fab? White people. Well, there was one white person <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Buzz. Um, no, what was missing was, you know what would have been a really poignant moment? It was basically Interstellar for kids, which is the wrong movie to make. But he keeps going on this mission to, f- I've got to finish the mission, I've got to finish the mission, and to finish the mission, I've got to find this fuel, and I've got to get us back up into space. You're looking for a planet to live on. You found one. Mm. So what would have been a really poignant moment is if his mate, Hawthorne, had just said... We let you go because you were so passionate about this. We'd already found a new home. You just didn't see it. Whenever you came back, you just didn't see. Mm. We'd found a place to live. We'd we'd completed the mission. Mm. Disney like Disney are screwing the pooch with every property they have. Oh, don't even get me started on Obi Wan. Don't, because uh, we are not talking enough about Fremantle and Timbo. How dare you on a Monday? Have to work. Have to work. <laughs> what a disgrace. Um, what else have we got here on the run sheet? I'm just trying to find my place on the run sheet. We have got... <laughs> it's another 90s banger. 
off their second album. What a monster. Is this the Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah. Dracula and all that. It's kind of video clip. Is this a banger? For me it is, but I, for some people it won't be, but I, I, I do. I like this hit. Just another one through the covers. It's just another one. And why are we playing it? We're going to wait for it to play out, Timo. What are you talking about? Yeah. Older people like Tim might not have appreciated the Backstreet Boys, but... Oh, mate, oh, I'm not a Backstreet Boys fan, but it's no. a fucking monster banger no. from the 90s. And why do we play it, Tim? Because the Blues are back, baby! You know, it's very, had, a, very had, a, had a good film clip. The playlist is back as well. Uh, chicken salads. Uh, there's only one place to start with the chicken salads. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, 40 disposals, 7 clearances, 6 score involvements, 11 inside 50s, 550-odd metres gained. Taking the piss. Unbelievable. I texted you boys in the second quarter. I said Sam Walsh is on a tear. He is. I'd, I'd already tweeted, Sam Walsh play football good. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> no, did that, see that one too. <laughs> Uh, wasn't he? He was. It's it's funny. At the start of this year, the thing that I enjoyed the most was um, Cripper got back to doing vintage Cripper stuff. It was classic Cripper. And the rest of the competition, who who was delighting in the fact, telling all us Carlton supporters, he's done, he's mm. done. And the fear was, shit. I hope he's not. And and to see him back at his very very best, you've gone. This he, is a question about Sam Walsh. No, no, but I'll just go. <laughs> no, no, but the point is, we'd had discussions where you'd sort of said Walsh was our best player, and I did. You know, at what point had he gone past Cripps? And then Cripps did vintage Cripps stuff, and then Walsh has a game like that, and you're going, Ooh. he could still be our best player. And he's and, a freak. And he's 21. He's I just tw- want to say, sorry, backtracking a little bit. Oh, do I say it later? I don't know. You know when we'll, you, we'll get back to that. No, you that's, know, that's you know Sean's favourite line. No, you know when Fab gave me nothing, nothing last week about the Scotty Pippen, Jacob Wiedering, and whatever. The funny thing about it is, <laughs> no, we don't remember. They wear the same no, numbers. Why well, won't? Lewis Young, Scotty Pippen, Jacob Wiedering, Michael Jordan. Yes. I, I thought about that later, and I thought that's another tick for me. <laughs> that Fab just didn't care about. You would have been in your bed all at night. Oh, it's that. Oh, shit. I was like, I'm not recording. No one's listening. No one's listening listening to me. I don't have the headset on. (laughs) Shit. One of the things that I love the most about, and it's about about Sammy Walsh, the highlight of the game, and and you guys can, everybody takes a little bit different from the game away, but to me, the bit that got me really excited, and credit where it's due, was the Cottrell running goal. Mm -hmm. It it was, it was. Again, this is about Sam Walsh. No, no, yeah, but. This is the thing. It was a fucking unbelievable goal. But as he gathers the ball, Walsh runs on the diagonal on the 45 in front of him. And it's, an, it's just an, it's the easiest give in the world. And, and we've always said with Cotters, you know, he's the willing soldier ant. Mm. Keep it simple. Don't go for too much. He ignores <laughs> Sam Walsh. And, and as you watch it, there are three guys that run to the space that Sam Walsh is about to occupy. And he just goes he just through charges it. charges through the middle. So and that's the thing, that's the foil bit that you've just you've got to get the tension he, right. He gave it to Dirds and, and then nearly gave and went Durds, faster. <laughs> we, he nearly gave Dirds Windburn. That's how fast he went past and, him. And, and when he got it, like there was guys around him, but he was going so quick. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, and and at it that, was Dennis Armfield keeping up with Chris Yaron style. And and, 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 <laughs> and there for support. And right at that point, the fear was, please kick this goal because this this is a highlight. This needs it. 
don't miss this one. And he doesn't. And he just... And he, it's a bit of a making of the man moment as well. Very much so. Yeah. And, and for a long time, we've said, you're there because other guys aren't. And you're going, gee, Cotters, I'm going to war with you, Cotters. Yep. I'm not sure how he's made that about Cottrell. We'll get to Cotters no, I just, in a moment. <laughs> when I watched the replay um, and I've gone, he's just ignored Walshy there. Yeah, you'll see in a moment there's a really <laughs> good spot. Do you know who else ignored Walshy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a really good spot for that comment coming up. Um I thought that Walsh was instrumental in controlling almost the pace of the game. Yeah. Almost individually. When he chose to cycle through the gears, the, the contest moved around him. Yep. And it was sort of whatever pace he's playing the game at is the pace the game's playing at. He, he looked like a man possessed. Um, there was lots of chatter in this year about the Dockers mids and some of their contemporaries. You know, he's got Brayshaw and Sarong and these guys and, um, you know, all having great years. And it, it almost felt like he went, no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Best game player in the comp. Tell me Caleb's are wrong. If you don't know the bloke, he should be black. Should he not? You reckon Caleb's f- wrong sounds like a black man's name. If Michael Frederick and him should just change names because it just doesn't suit. Caleb's are wrong to me. Does is it? I haven't thought someone, about it that. Someone of colour. <laughs> I don't know about you, Tim, but I don't see people based on colour. This and, is very no, true. I'm just <laughs> assigning a name. So um, I don't know. I always thought. Yeah, I don't know. I don't a little know. bit of a throwback too. Uh, I don't have the soundboard here. Um, Weird. Sorry. Weird Fabian thought. It was a very strange Fabian thought. If I could, I would edit it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it's not, not that. It's not that shit. No. Come on. A little bit of the old Saint Elmo days. Well, man yes. in motion from yes. Walshy, just absolutely yes. phenomenal and clearly supported brilliantly by Chris. You called me. You refer to me as Saint Elmo for a while. Yeah, because whenever he calls, he's in the car. He's always in motion, in just motion. perpetually. Can't be tethered down. Um, Zach Fisher, Fabaganouge, fantastic performance, potentially his best game for the club. Absolutely. I called for his head. You did. After Fremantle's, the first Fremantle game. Um, and since then, he's been gradually working to a performance like this. He was instrumental in this game. He, the barometer. He, he's bloody oath. Based on that performance, he is because he gets you moving. He's creative. He's the one who unlocks. He was physical. I, I, I don't too. want to see him out in a wing, half forward, or half. Forward. I, I want him ball in hand, and none of that shit little underground tunnel handballs and stuff. Doing what he did, breaking lines, getting ball, using it. Yeah, what a performance! We, we wasted him and stalled his development for too long. Trying a small forward. Yeah, and remember, like no one gave. We might have spoken about it. I don't know. Can't remember what I said last week. But this idea of the only way for Zach Fisher to come into the team last year was as a small forward. And I don't think enough people challenge that. Yeah, And I agree. that's fucking madness, mate. But whatever. In the end, it's ended up costing one of the people involved in that decision their job. Uh, Charlie Kerno, Opportunistic at times, but he kicks four goals in a 19-goal game. That's, that's the making of... Well, that's the hallmark of, of a great forward where you haven't had a good day. You haven't dominated. You, you've been held. You've, you've kind of struggled to almost get off the chain. Yeah. Four goals. Yeah, and look, Griffin Logue, his strength is his athleticism. Yep. Charlie's strength is his athleticism. Yep. So he, he, he actually – he's got to, it's harder to break free. And in the end, what's probably Logue's – limitations is he isn't a natural footballer. He, he's only an athlete. Mm-hmm. Whereas Charlie does both and and just the smarts at times and where to be and getting the ball out the back or taking the mark, playing on quickly, just summing up the game, taking the opportunity when you need it to. Where he... just, when goals are so important, having a guy that just knows how to rack them up 
is gold. Where he dominates, oh, sorry, well, not where he dominates, where he's, he's, he's really good is he knows if Harry's going up, I ain't going up. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like, the commentator, I can't remember who it was, Jordan Lewis or someone said, oh, yeah, it's a cheap goal. At the, no, no. It's smart. It's smart. Goal. Yeah. It's smart. He, 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 without making it obvious, he does also push his opponent kind of into the pack. What would bang. they say if it was reversed and Logue stays down and takes the easy mark mm. at the back They'll of the go pack? two men up, you know. Flying, Gotta be smarter. Flying against each other, yeah. Logue's read it best. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, you, can't yeah. win it. We spoke about TDK. Um, we don't need to go back over that too much, but we needed him to break even. He's had some ups and downs this year, but Saturday was an absolute up. Um, you know, head to head, Darcy still had a good day, mm. and and whatnot. But I think in the end, we just couldn't afford for Darcy to have a dominant day. No, and he didn't. Yeah. You know, TDK absolutely had some outstanding didn't. Moments. Yes, um, the back six. You know, if you're conceding fifty points in any game, you're probably winning that game. Yeah. Um, no you know, that was an absolutely phenomenal effort from a fourth or a fifth string back six unit. Yep. Uh, Lewis Young has grown. Uh, Scotty Pippen uh, has grown and, and continues to grow right before our eyes. Pip. I'm just going to call him Pip. Pip. Uh, Lockie Plowman. He's the ultimate Marmite footballer. <laughs> but again, holds his own. Brody Kemp came in and looked more assured than he had previously. We gave him a lot of support. He's only played... What, seven games? Yeah, yeah. Four. And he did some okay stuff. It was his fifth game of footy. And I think he played seven. He played a couple as a sub. But he, he, he did hey, some nice hey, things. I'm telling you, I checked it. That was his fifth game. His fourth game was a sub. He didn't get on the ground. Okay. It was his fourth game of footy. Don't rile him up. He's a friend of the family. Calm down, Timbo. Heal, Timbo. Fourth, fourth game. He was fine. This, this, yeah. Timbo got a connection to, to Kemp. Remember he used to run into his barber at the shops oh. or something? You know, one thing I will say with Kemp. Don't try and take mark of the year in our defensive what about 50. Stop, can jump, though. What about stop with the David Campisi goose steps every time you get <laughs> you the ball? You, you text it, you weren't happy with it. But the you know goo, what I do like about him? only means you slow down. He's got a a nice long kick on him. Yes. And got he a good leg. It, right? Unlike Matty Watson, who <laughs> that's all he had and never used it. Yeah. Um, Brody Kemp puts his boot through. No. Well, the bit that Flip I loved, the there was a moment where he had the ball in the back pocket. It would have been right near where you were sitting, and um, and and he looked what in his lounge room. Yeah, no, no, he went, uh, but he looked for the bullshit. <laughs> he looked for the switch. What you were there? Yeah, <laughs> you were seriously at the ground. Yes. Wow. Usually he only turns out for the interstate like real shit kickers. But I I digress. <laughs> Uh, he looked for the switch, and then he, and then he's gone. No, I'm going to go up the line. And you thought, oh, he'd, he'd wasted a bit of time. And you thought, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a vanilla kick. Mm. When he went, he, he he played on. He went towards the corridor, and you thought, you're in the most dangerous spot here. I don't know that I like you doing this, but he ca- he carried far enough. He got beyond the mark, and then when he kicked it, he kicked it long, and he breached where everyone was setting up in behind. And Harry had led up and he brought Harry into the contest when Harry was never going to be. And it was just a little thing, but you thought you get the, want. You want get the game and you and but you're taking it on and you're not you're, you're not afraid to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And he flew for a few and you thought and he flew for one straight after he'd beaten by been beaten by Tabner for the first goal and you thought, You're not letting this get to you. You're you're you just You almost gone. need to show a little bit more fear. Well, this is, he was very, very fearless. And you've gone, okay, well, th- this will either be your biggest strength or potentially one of your biggest weaknesses. However, he, he took the game on and I, I loved it. Big shout-outs as well to Doc, Saad and Newman, um, who are all doing a stellar job to facilitate 
what Plowman, what Kemp, what Young were able to do against the bigger, taller options. Yep, definitely. Uh, the so-called lesser lights. I mean, you know, we spoke to Mark Murphy before. Every team would love to have 25 Mark Murphy quality players on the list. The salary cap just does not allow that. Um, <laughs> but what we've been able to get from the Soldier Ants has been so encouraging. And, and no one typifies that more than Matty Cottrell. Uh, two goals, lots of run and cover work up and down the ground. Lockie O'Brien also had a good day. He had the 19 touches, kicked two goals, did a lot of good work. Jordan Boyd's looking more comfortable at the level. Josh Honey, Fab's written him off already. No, no, I, I, he was off the pace. You said not up to it. Yeah, he was off the pace. Was he not? Tim, how did you read that? You gone early, but like, no, 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 no. I, I just said he's not. I, he's, t- I meant on the day. I didn't. I didn't mean Tim, career-wise. Timbo, is that how you read that? Timbo, don't sit in the fence. If you're going to go me, go no, me. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I wasn't going to go you, but I, I, I thought you'd. You'd hung him up, but that's okay. On the day, I thought he was off the pace, and that's fine. It's, it's his first game for the season. I'm not going to hang it for it. I don't think he was. Brent Brent's in Bali at the at moment, the level. so he didn't get to watch it. Yep, uh, and he's watched bits and pieces after. But he asked a couple of questions. You know, he said, "Who are your best players?" And he specifically asked, "How did Josh Honey go?" And I, I just sort of said, "No, look, he, he tried to put a bit of pressure on. Didn't get a lot of the footy. He didn't, didn't take. Didn't say his effort was bad. Didn't take his opportunity. From Fabergadouche at two forty-one. Josh Honey not up to it. That's it. Josh Honey not up to it. Six words. <laughs> two forty-one. What's that? That's second quarter. That's ten minutes. No, it's it's half almost half time because it was a one forty-five start. Half time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, stand by it. The text doesn't lie, but. <laughs> Really good. I mean, even you know, we mentioned Jack. Yeah, Nunes. good speed in cover, covering on yeah. on in defence. Yeah, that yeah. side of it, yeah. I really liked. Yeah, time um, for a haircut though. But but really good. You know, we, we spoke to Murph in that episode about you need these bottom six, so called bottom six, yeah. to be giving you consistent performance, reliable performance, and that's what they're doing. And they are setting a standard for those who are out of the team that if you want to break into it, yeah. this is the level. In fact, you've got to be better than that which is a really, really good problem to have. Clearly, standards are evident. Clearly, they're being asked. And in the most, for the most part, they're being met, which is really great. I think, I suppose, Fab, is that ultimately a case of a better system allowing them to contribute? Or is it more faith in them, more clear-cut roles? It's probably a combination well, of everything, I was going to say, it? it's a combination of everything. Because you can't have one of those elements missing. No, that's right. Do you know what I mean? You kind of need, you need to be encouraged. You need... You know, you need a, a plan in place. You need to have structure. You need to be told and given the... Bit of belief. That's right. It's like it, you can't have two of the three. You can't have... Definitely can't have one of the three. And you can't, you know, like as Murph, we saw for a lot of the time, zero of the three. Well, see, Murph spoke earlier about playing on instinct, which was yep. an interesting thing. And you go, you're happy to hand that over to Sam Walsh, Cripps, Harry... Mm. Weeders. You do, you do. Go, you guys are so good. You can read the play. Your reaction's fantastic. Your skills to get sad, your skills to get you out of trouble are top notch. But the guys that are obviously not as talented, going, don't bite off more than you can chew. Your role is this. Yep. This is what we ask you to do. Make sure you do it. I think that's a cool, it feels like that's been communicated better than at any time in the last 10 years, which is brilliant. Yep. Jack Silvani, this bloke is not a lesser light anymore. Um, he was maybe for a period of time, but, you know, I remember dad, dad would always say, if Jack can hang in until we're a bit better, he'll be a really important player for us. Yeah. 
100%. At the moment, you know, he came into the team really up against it. The name, the team's not playing so well, a lot of pressure because of that. If he can hang around for us to become a good team, we'll all see Jeezy's guys got something. I'll give credit to um, old mate who you were chatting to before. He Do you said, want to give him a shout-out? Shout-out to Pierre. Shout um, out. He said just give him six or seven pre-seasons. That's that what is he a needs. significant investment. Yes. No, no, no. But well, he wasn't a, a, a dud. No, like he was showing enough. He said, but in six or seven preseasons, and he he just he'll be an AFL footballer. He goes, you just he just needs that base in him, and he's a footballer. But how many guys get that? He's a facilitator, oh. isn't he? Too he facilitates no, his teammates no, to play he, well in that. No, I'm, time I'm, period. It's not like he was. That, that's no, he, he didn't that's do not a Cade, Jackson, Cade Simpson three games, no touches. No, no, absolutely. So, we were also in a position to be able to give him that time. Yeah, yep. yep. Which, if we were a better team, he might may not, not have, have gotten, gotten it. it. He's and, better. And, he's better than a Callum Brown, for for example. Hundred percent. No, he is. But but again, I, I think Sean hits the nail on the head that we were a specific sort of a team who were needing to um, invest in talent. But there are some that don't get the opportunity to, and mm. and and sometimes you've got to make some pretty brutal calls. And you know, we were talking off pod where a kid like a Ben Silvani, through doing a couple of seasons during COVID and not having opportunities and all those sorts of things, he may have been denied that that chance to show what he's got purely through of, circumstance. And there's so, talk of list sizes being squeezed, yeah, and you're, you're already in the bottom ten or so, and. Yep. Geez, how's this going to play out for you? You're just easy to cut now because yep. the list, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, I suppose ultimately we'll move on to, oh, can you hear that? It's another 90s banger. Mm. Tim's got it. Oh, I know it. It's Ray of Light by Madonna. It's a banger. <sighs> Please. Absolutely. That gets the crowd moving. This is a return to form for Madge. Where she'd come back with the up-tempo radio hit. Yeah, you know what else she came back with at this, at, around this time? Perfect Stranger? American Pie. That was after. The Vomit track. That was like three years after this. This is a this is a, a bit of a start of a, a Madonna renaissance. I love Madonna in a very certain era. And I like, love Madonna. This is, this is, this is top Madonna. Really? This is late 90s, like, yeah. flowing on from the EDM craze. Back to form Madonna. Irritating film clip for me, too. Yeah, in front of the green screen. Yeah, yeah give me Vogue any day. This is a banger, Fab. You've lost it. Banger. I'm happy with this one. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a hit. Absolutely. He's hooked another one but to the I, boundary. I just don't... I don't personally like it. Sent, it's not like, about you. Are you shitting me? <laughs> You've asked for Madonna for weeks. Yeah, I know. And I, and I love I come Madonna. In, and I come in and I give you, this is Madonna coming back played, into form. If you played Heal the World by Michael Jackson, I'd leave the room. I just don't like it. Really? But I love Michael Jackson. Well, you don't have to worry. They'll never play that. <laughs> Ever. So that's it. Our three Blues are back bangers this week. Added to the pie, added to the playlist. The Blue You've song You've done two. well, Sean. You've done excellent. Backstreet's back. Look, look, look. Well, the Backstreet Boys and uh, Ray of Light, of You've course. You've bounced back. Credit where it's due. You've done well. Yeah. It was interesting, though. I put some polls up about some different songs just to take the temperature of the room, just to kind of get a bit of a sense of, you know, what are people thinking, as if to illustrate the point. I put Mark Cohn's Walking in Memphis 
I think it ended up with like 400 votes and it was like 51 to 49. Wow. So it was almost 50-50 when I so saw it. So it was sort it, of yeah. like that's pointless. That, as in, I was like, this beautifully illustrates the point that 50% of you think it is a banger and 50% don't. Yeah. What, what was the poll of the other one? So Better Band by Pearl Jam, mm. which is a very, very good song, it is not a banger, was 80% yes. Wow. Hey, that's and I'm like, that's categorically not a banger. That's a banger. Good song. Real good, good track. Good song. Real good track. Not a banger. And I think I prefer Sher's version of Walking in Memphis. Well, I'll just go with the original, which is you know, oh, you've no, got to I, give I, the original I, artist credit there. Yeah, I know, but I love it's a bit like Dolly I love Parton and Whitney Houston with "I Will Always Love You." Some people will say Dolly is the quintessential. No, Whitney Whitney killed that, killed oh, it. Yeah, okay. absolutely dominated it. It was good. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. Uh, chicken shits now. We're very, very quick chicken shits. I was going to say, not a lot. Glass half full approach. I think that the only chicken shit is that there's a selection squeeze on the way. Uh, there's going to be lots of... <laughs> is that of... a chicken shit, though? Or it's, it's... Well, for the guys that are performing well... <laughs> yeah, go, for them it is. You know, <laughs> for us, it's not. There's a lot of talent that is going to be reintegrated into this lineup, um, and not all of it's, I think, going to fit back in immediately. But the bit that I heard loved Murph saying was how in the last six years of his career he knew that a lot of his responsibility was to steward the next kids through and to have them set them up to be part of the next phase of our future and you thought that's really classy and really selfless and I think the bottom line well, to is... to recognise my role has actually changed. Correct, correct. And so if there is a handful of players who are playing right now and doing a good job and being a part of it but their responsibility now is to go back to the twos and work on the craft and be better and whatever it happens to be, that the guys that replace them, they're fully supportive of, the fabric of the football club isn't, isn't damaged and we keep on driving forward as a collective. We do that, we're still humming. Fab, was a favourite part of your chat you know, with Mark Murphy, the part where Tim tried to tell him that Hawthorne almost got him? Yeah. <laughs> with me. No, I asked, was that the Hawthorne? Okay. And he was like, no, not immediately. And you were like, that was you later. Stopped, you stopped short of saying, are you sure? <laughs> no, no. And then I said, oh, well, that's the media for you. That, yeah. that, that, yeah, what, we you have, that. what we have been sold and what we take as gospel isn't necessarily right. It's right. Ah. Come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me, who do you love? <laughs> who do you love? Who do you love? This is as bad a competitive a field in the SI Morales as we've had in some time. Can I go first? Sure. TDK. TDK. I didn't think it was competitive at all. Yeah, I thought he... He had the biggest job on the ground. To quote, to quote myself, he busted a nut all day. But, but all eyes were on him. That was, mm-hmm. that was... TDK was my here, but I also had Matty Cottrell. Matty Cottrell yeah. was unbelievable. Yep. But yep. I think... And Jack as well. I thought Jack really busted for, a nut all afternoon. Yes. Which one? Silvani. Yep. But everybody Lockie O'Brien. Yes. 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 No, no, no. The, the, look, they were all vote-worthy. Yes. But, but as you explained it to me, when you talked about March Bank and that he came on and all eyes were on him... It's a movable feast, Timbo. Yes, but it was all... All eyes were on TDK. Can you deliver? And it's like... Yeah, you did, and you worked, and you worked, and you worked, and you worked, and you're gone. And you worked, and you you're worked, the man. and you kept working. And then when you thought, can I keep going? You just work some more. Work some more. <laughs> um, no, so I, yeah, I had, in no particular order, but I suppose it might be instructive that it was TDK, Cottrell, Lob, Sauce, were my yep. four names. Yep. 
That's an accord. I like that. Um, it is now time for... Where is my mailbox sting? <laughs> Timbo looks like he's packing up. You've got mail. Are you going, Timbo? Give me one, one question, then I'll go. In the mailbox. Hold on. I've got to open it up. <laughs> so you think you start opening it up as you're playing the theme music? Uh, well, I've got to open it up on the phone, which always takes a little bit longer. Yeah, we're we're in a different location today. Hold on, here it is. Come on, let's go. Where it is? Uh, hey, Andy, stop! Daniel, kicker one. Do you think our defence is playing balanced with Stocker Boyd or Boyd, Stocker slash Boyd, playing and doing the dirty work instead of Williams? It frees up Doc and or Newman a little bit, but mostly Saad, who can be further up the ground. I think you're given, we, we call it the garbage man. You're given, take out the trash. You're given the shit job to someone who I think you're comfortable sacrificing in such a way. I think Williams is potentially worth more than that. Definitely. And, and he's, he's a very attacking-minded footballer, Zach. And he, he played a few good defensive roles this year. But I think what Stocker and Boyd have been able to give is they've been able to lock down and have a very defensive-centric role. But then they've got the skill that you can hurt the opposition going back the other way. And, and, and we've used that really, really well. I think too often, Zach, at times when we did use him to attack, he wouldn't hit enough targets and he wasn't as damaging. And that's, that's his challenge when he's back and fit is... Mm-hmm. Use him as the you know we, we've recruited him to be an A class weapon, um, and he's certainly got the capability, but he's just got to do just more. not there yet. Yeah, so his role in the future will be fascinating, and, and I can't help but think that he might be wing. Mm. Oh. I like that. That Simbo is going to say farewell now. Fab and I will guide the last ten minutes of the pod. Thank you all. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Go the mighty Blues. GB, I'd love, love to get the Saints. GB Timbo. Uh, Timbo's going to leave us now. So we can just start to uh, we can preview okay. next week's game and okay. talk about Josh Battle and how shit he is. Now you know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about the World Swimming Championships. <laughs> We've been waiting for Tim to leave, waiting for you to get out of here, so I can talk about all. Because you bring nothing to the table when it comes to the you World. You are a third wheel, <laughs> uh, Matty H. What's the pod's realistic view on where we can finish come the end of the home and away season? Assuming no personnel disasters from here on out, can we dare to dream? It's Matty H playing at first base. Matty Hatterberg. Um, he's got a picture of Michael Jordan with his uh, rings well, there you as go. his display picture. He would have appreciated the Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan stuff. Sorry that I didn't. Um, I think we can finish top four. We can. We can. Anything is possible. This Very year. philosophical th- of you. No, no, I think anything is possible this year. I just think... Bit of, uh, who said that? Kevin Garnett? No, I don't know. I think he said that when he won the ring with the Celtics. Oh. He screamed it. Anything is possible. Easy to say that after you've won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adrian, your mate, Salerno. Mm-hmm. Yep. How'd you like the rolling there? Salerno. Salerno. Yep. Rocky three, not as relevant as it was last week. Or is it? So we've got a running thing where, like, the Rocky Three theme is that you go in, you get smacked, and then you bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think that's applicable. Yep. We went over to Perth. We got smacked. Yep. That was the first fight. Mickey died mm-hmm. in the rooms. You know, Pito went down. Yep. And then uh, 
we had a bit of a soul searching kind of period. Mm. We've come out and taken a few, you know, taken a bit of punishment early. Had a chat to Pitter outside the ground. What you did? He was doing the clinic thing, the the coyote handball kicking kids thing. I took Wiley out. Coyote. No, yeah, our sponsor. We got like oh, coyote. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, I, think, I think they're like agricultural stuff because yeah, there was a tractor there. Ed Kerno was taking photos with kids in the oh, tractor. Oh, that and, explains the Ed Kerno. And you got comment. one of them stuck. <laughs> one of them stuck in there. But yeah, I had a chat to, to Pitto, and this is a good one. My, <laughs> I'm there with Dad and Harvey, and we're in line for Harvey to do the handball with Mitch McGovern. Mitch McGavin. Mitch, and I said, Dad, look, look who that is, and he goes. Who's that? And I said, it's your mate. Who? McGavin? He's within, literally. Standing next to him. <laughs> ah, he's shit. <laughs> Jesus. He's always injured. <laughs> Mitch probably just nodded and went, well, the second part's true. Um, Nathan Cross kind of touched on what we said earlier. Now that some of our lower players are coming up, is there a time next preseason to work on the development of some more players in different areas, slash Stocker and Fish in the midfield, Kemp settled in a solid position, yeah, you would hope so. Mm, you would hope that they absolutely. would start focusing on um, not nailing a player down as such because you need versatility. You need to be able to be moved around. But at the same time, like some Brody Kemp's development this year has been incredibly frustrating. Yep. Where he's playing, then he goes back, then he goes forward again, then he's, and he's kind of going, we've ended up needing him back. He should just be playing back, training back, being prepared to do that. He started forward, terrible. The Carlton Cheer Squad, who's our recruit of the season. Chera, obviously a class player and a big name. Hewitt, Mr. Consistent, plays A-grader footy for B-grader money and came for free. Uh, young Costa Zilch was only picked up as a backup, but has been as important as anyone over the past month. I think it's... I'm giving it to George Hewitt. I didn't think it was that clear cut. I, I, as in, I thought it was young, given the way the season's panned out. George has been big every game. He was big again on the weekend. Do we beat... Do we win on the weekend without Young's last month? No, but... <laughs> I think George Hewitt's George, been sensational. We mm. haven't seen the best of Chera. We've seen it in it's, patches. It's not, no, it's not, it's not clear-cut. Chera, I don't think, is in the conversation as opposed to the other two. Just on, on body of work. Um, But I'm giving it to Hewitt. Yeah, oh, look, I'm yeah. going Young only because of the way the season's panned out. But I, I think we can be super happy with the pair of them and, and to have ultimately only given up not much money and a pretty nominal pick to get the pair of them. Mm-hmm. The net spend philosophy, Fab. Yeah. Moneyball. Uh, money That's Carlton's one wood. Oose, <laughs> <laughs> um, the big oose. Oh, oose. Does oose know Richmond people? Or yeah, I think he, I think one of his uh, one of his mates or someone plays for the VFL team, I believe. Well, well one of his oosos. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay. I'm not sure. <laughs> Jimmy or Jay. I ran because I ran. Shout into out to Oos. Oos has been been. Oh, Quiet for a while. Oh, well, I ran into Oos at the Richmond Box Hill preseason game. Lucky you. Out at, um, where was it, Punt Road? And he was there obviously watching someone play for the Tigers. Yep. He's updated his profile pic to have he these does. two Tiger. So he's obviously got close ties there. Yep. Um, it's unbelievable how the new set of coaches have developed our players, seeing the improvements across the board from Cotters, Fish, and even the older likes of Nunes and Kennedy. The sky's the limit. We've spoken at length this season about how this was a plum gig. Yep. If you had your head screwed on, I can't think of a... Geelong was a different situation when Thompson leaves Mm. and they need a Mm. new coach. I can't think of a better job, a job more ripe for someone to come in and go, that's the gig you want. Because there's so much low-hanging fruit and so much, you know, just 
improvement that's right there, which was great. But yeah. uh, no, it's, it's been awesome to see you know the team playing as a team and not just relying on the, the top line stars. Um, Anthony Caputi, have you got the mixer for Fireman Saad? I had a look at it and it's kind of like he doesn't really have – does he have like a – he doesn't really have a catch cry, Fireman Saad. No, but every time they It'd just be a fireman siren. No, no. Or when, whenever there's a thing in Ponty Pandy, they, they like the chief ring reads out something and then he pushes the button, and it always goes through the same sequence. You could play yeah, that. Maybe I'll look into it. I looked into it and I was sort of when like, uh, you hear that fireman? fireman. Is it fireman? Fireman Bell? Don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's not important. Move aside. Make way for fireman Sam. My kids, um, my kids both loved fireman Sam growing up. We've spoken about it, but it's lost a certain something now that it's not the stop motion. It's like the CG. Yeah, my kids have only seen the CG. Yeah, the, the old stop motion stuff and the, the fire was like cellophane. There's a couple of Fireman Sam movies where like one of these Hollywood actors goes to Ponty Pandy really? to shoot a Fireman Sam movie and then Fireman Sam ends up just... So being. it's like like what? Because like, Norman, Norman stuffs something up. Yeah, he does. He causes everything. Norman's so. got that bit of that in his locker, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a little prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Maybe it's Carl Norman. <laughs> you know, well, Jesus. You know what they should do. Speaking of pricks, I'm surprised someone. I'm surprised someone hasn't done a like a, a a comedy skit where Norman Price grew up to be like an arsonist, <laughs> and he grew up to be in prison and stuff. Um, Timothy J, what do we do with pick 18 in the draft this year? I like the thinking. Um, what's what's is he, has he got a suggestion? No, the thinking is we're going to have pick 18 because we're going to win the flag. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't quick enough to pick that up. Oh, Kareem. But <laughs> dribble. But dribble, dribble. I now appreciate it. That's the shot clock. Um, John Sun, would Saad be Essendon's best player right now? Yeah, probably. He's, it, he's such a different player at Carlton. He's not that. He's so much more likable. That's right. No, but he's not just. He was already pretty running likeable. off half back, taking bounces. He is so measured, so calm in defence. He's just he gets to everything. He didn't want to defend. Remember, didn't want to defend. M- uh, MP, what did you order from Mings? And did it top the day off perfectly? Well, it would have been the beef with black bean. The beef with black bean. And you had the chicken with a plum sauce. No, I had the chicken satay skewers. Ooh. And some. Um, the problem with Mings. Rice. Special and any fire. any good Chinese is I couldn't restrict myself to just one or two. I'd, I'd have to get a variety. I wouldn't eat them all. No, well, I had I had the, the beef with black bean, the chicken satay skewers, and I had some special fried rice. Absolutely superb. I was I walked past the, the dining room and I was thinking we had Thai on Saturday. I was night. thinking, fuck. Do we do a do we do a live show at the we at are, the Mings? We, we have to. Because we wouldn't need that many. It would be... The smallest bathroom facility you'll ever see in your life. It's like an airplane. <laughs> um, we'd, how many people do you reckon the, could the Ming's dining room seat? 25? Uh, maybe 30. Yeah. So that's good. That's not like extending because ourselves. Because if, if you had the whole room, you could probably squeeze in 40. The table setup isn't great. No, it's not. It's not a great... It's kind of a, like a hole-in-the-wall style. Mm. At the actual facility... It's a very weird-shaped dining room. It's, it's a not, very weird-shaped building. Yeah. At the end of the strip of shops. Yeah. And it's kind of like... They would be better. They obviously own the building because I think they live in it upstairs oh. and have done for years. Um, they would be better. There's a shop, like a better-sized restaurant, literally 25 metres to the right. Okay. And so not would, in that block in the other – In the block up, just, just yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. They would be better in that. 
because they have more space. There you go. Um, who get am it, I? Get it done, Minx. Who am I to tell them how to uh, run their business? They've been going well for 30-odd years. Um, Jack Sullivan, who had their best game for Carlton on the weekend? Cotterell. Fisher, potentially. I'm trying to think. It's probably Fisher. Lockie was good. It's a, I'd say Zach Fisher. And Zach Fisher's had good games. Yes. Oh, we're talking about the, the Hawthorne game with Murph, where Zach Fisher kicked four goals in the first half. Unfortunately, we as a collective didn't play the second half. We've got a good one. This is, I think this is for you. Leonard, two quick ones. One, this time last year we were asking who's improved and could count them on one hand. This year uh, you have to reverse the question and ask who hasn't improved. So that's kind of a bit of a flow on from, from um, Jack's question earlier. And then number two, he's asked, can we sing Stand By Your Man using the voice modulator <laughs> as sticks? <laughs> yes, we can. Are you going to? Let me get the lyrics. Hold on. I, gotta, I don't know which one it is. Get, you're going to have to bear with me. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> if anyone knows their Blink-182, um, the Mark, Tom and Travis show from the, the live album from 2000, they had a bit where Mark would uh, press the pedal <laughs> and he would be Satan. Lyrics. This sounds a bit like Satan from the... Um, Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Perhaps he's bringing the lyrics. There's no bloody reception. Just do it, Fab. Just go for it. Santa. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to be a woman. (laughs) Stand by your man. Tell the world you love him. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know if they're the right lyrics. I think so. I've said it. I've said it on pod and I'll say it again. Well, they're the Steve Kernahan lyrics. I don't know the actual. <laughs> That's the Steve Kernahan version. <laughs> I've said it before on pod. I'll say it again. When we win our next flag, it needs to become a tradition that yeah. at the post-match function... Like the captain, whoever the captain is, sings Stand By Your Man. That's it. It sounds so just nonsensical. But imagine, so, Mm. okay, say we win the flag this year and they go back to the Hilton and do their function wherever it is and they don't say anything but they go, we can start a tradition, we can start something here, Cripper, just get up on the mic and everyone in the room will get the joke. Yeah. And then what you're doing is you're setting up next time we win a flag. If you're the captain, if Walsh is the captain, if you're the captain of the footy club, you sing Stand By Your Man. That's right. And it becomes – you know what it does too is it – Sticks is very good-natured about it, which is great. Yeah. But it also gives him a bit of a chop out. Yeah. Where it's like this guy's arguably the greatest player in your club's history and he's got this funny albatross around his neck from 30 years ago. Yep. Let's go with him. The room would – the room would – it would explode. Absolutely. And if you went, so if you set it up, if I was doing the thing, I'd get the, the words up on the screen as well yeah. and go, we do it together. So I reckon that'd be real good fun. Um, hopefully it's a problem we've got sooner rather than later. Um, we have one more. Uh, where was I? Ooh, a bit of, bit of, uh, what oh, they call it? Where's it gone? What's, what's dead air? In, in yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, what they call hold it? On, hold on. No, I just, just completely lost my place in the, um. In the tweet, in the thread. What do you think of the the votes? 
I put the votes up. I liked I liked where you were thinking. I think your execution needs work, but I liked. Oh, uh, mate, I liked my execution you were, took two and a half seconds. That's all you get. I like where you were going from it for, with it, though. But you know, um, will Fab be buying the new Weezer album? That's from Dark Shadows. No, I might listen to it. I, I I'm not going to buy an album for the rest of my life. I don't think. I um, <laughs> we've all got a subscription, whether it be to Spotify or Apple Music or yeah. whatever. It is good. It does make it nice and easy. Like if a band you really like, it's the best you ten dollars a month you spend. You just get a notification that oh, it's available now. Mm. You go. Beautiful. I've I've absolutely torn to shreds the Elvis. Um, Dirty. Whereas where it's it's not it's not a, I don't know if it's the soundtrack or it's just it's all the music from the movie. Oh okay. I'll, and, I'll, and a I've bit listened. of Baz Luhrmann commentary and stuff, and they've got a couple of, um, Panow, which I've, Panow I think they're called. Which who's done the um, Cold Heart, the Elton John Dua Lipa remix, mm-hmm. which has got a you know massive airplay, have got an Elvis version and it's on there and I have absolutely smashed of it. Of what wicked. song? It's it's basically Suspicious Minds, but it's remixed with another track. It's it's a, eluding me. Okay, I'll give it a look. Time for Johnny Raincloud. That's how we close the show. Um, do you have a Johnny Raincloud? I've had such a good weekend. Okay. You don't... never have a Johnny Raincloud. You, you and Tim single-handedly killed. Um, what was that segment we did for a bit, but didn't get any traction? What the one I I brought suggestions with every week? No, it was where you had to. There was some phrase you had to say. It was something. It was like it just didn't take off, and I just abandoned it because you. Well, guys... David Caruso. No, David Caruso is still going okay. There was something else. I've forgotten what it was. My Johnny Raincloud is uh, inflation. Yeah. What about it? It's shit. Fuck off, it's shit. Like I went and got a got a custard tart from Ferguson Player the other day. How much? Best custard tarts in town, no question about it. Drive through Ferguson Player near me. It's ridiculous. Just go in. Yeah. Uh, six bucks. Starbucks wanted $7 for a coffee. No, that's too much. Never happening. What about where we park for Marvel games? Usually it was a 10 buck flat rate. It's 12 Okay. I paid, yeah, $12. Just shit house. Hot dogs were $3. The food inside. Steve, Steve Raitman, you said it right. Because when I got ours, the buns were a lot smaller. And the Primo hot dogs aren't as good as the Don. Don Small Goods. Mm. Right, it used to be you know the big super dog, whereas now it's kind of a bit more. But yeah, the, 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 my hot dog wasn't in the roll either, and it was. What just, do you mean it wasn't in the roll? Look, like they were in the bag together. It was like a deconstructed hot dog. Oh, that's not. Yeah, so that's then, weird. But the hot dog was down three dollars, and the chips were like at seven. <laughs> so it kind of the pies at Marvel are three bucks. They're not bad. Yeah, I, was, I only got hot dogs. Harvey wanted hot dogs. I got him a couple of You know of hot what? Dogs. About, I got a muffin from Muffin Break. Choc chip. Mm-hmm. What are we rationing the friggin' choc chips? No choc chips. It had in about the... three in them. It was like that that debacle with the 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 floods, Sean. That's why we don't have oh, yeah. choc, choc chips. Everything's it's affecting lettuce and choc chips. Yeah. Well, it was like that silly uh, croissant thing that you had, which supposedly had a chocolate and an apricot filling, but I was just getting empty oh, ones. Oh, you're talking about the um, the cornetti, the Italian croissants with the chocolate in it. Yeah, I, I reckon I had. You kept on giving me the apricot ones because <laughs> they were just empty. When you take them out of the box, because mum buys them in the boxes, and they're all wrapped the same. So when Kelly takes them out of the box and puts them in the cupboard, 
we then don't know which ones are apricot and which ones are chocolate. And I don't like the apricot ones. I like the apricot. I had one with a little bit of apricot. So my Johnny Rain Cloud is um, inflation. Inflation can go do one. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's getting dearer. Yeah, and it doesn't. And this is the thing: people go, "Oh, when petrol prices come back, it doesn't come back it's down. It's not coming back down. It may stop going up, but it ain't coming back down." Yeah, well, this is the new normal. Petrol will not be lower than two dollars for the rest of our lives. Yeah, like I reckon at best, especially when there's a forty cent excise just wait, waiting in the so, wings. So, what are people telling me? Are they fucking telling me that if they didn't have the excise, or if they had the excise petrol, I would have paid two dollars sixty three today? Yes, laughable. Yep. You don't have a Johnny Raincloud, do you? No, as I said, I've had too good of a weekend. Um, too good. A couple of last couple of weekends have been phenomenal. This weekend's going to be another ripper. You sort of had half a Johnny Raincloud with the. You sort of stole Steve's Johnny Raincloud with the hot dog. Yeah, no, but it, it wasn't wasn't too bad. They were a bit cold. The, the hot dogs they weren't great, but um, too good of a game. little man. Absolutely had a ball. It was his first game, so. How long did he last? All day. What, it got to the end? Yeah. Which little man was this? Harvey. Oh. oh the other one didn't want to come. I bought him a ticket. What did he want to do instead? Tom oh, doesn't want to see Carlton, he said. I want to spend time on myself. <laughs> He's so, um, sat in his room. He went to, I think he just went to Westfield. Um, mucked around with Kelly a bit and then played. He, Alexander strikes me as a bit more of a mummy's boy. Yeah, he's attached to Kelly, yeah. But he's not he's not a mummy's boy is in But if the choice was Kelly could be doing something he hates mm. and you could be going somewhere he loves, but he'd go, I'll go with Kelly. Nah, it's still they all the, being away and Kelly being the one they around the most genuinely makes me the more fun one. Like, oh yeah, I want to go with dad because it's like that. Well they never see you. Yeah, but in the car, it's always he's got this thing. Oh, the Collingwood supporters are in one car, and the Carlton supporters are in another car for some reason. So he's yeah. to wise up to that. Um, his membership, Carlton gave me a call. Did I, did I say this on pod? No. They 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 rang me and said, "Oh, he hasn't renewed." Blah blah blah. And I said, "Nah, look, I've I've paid it up until now, but he doesn't want it." They said, "Well, we'll send him off for free anyway." So I said thanks. Thank you. That's the only way this transaction was going to end with you getting a figure on that membership tally. So, so um, it's a good result. Yeah. So that's I've got an email that's on its way today, and he got his Collingwood membership, which I purchased at the same time I p- paid for mine and Harvey's. So why are you letting him be a Collingwood fan, mate? Half his family are Collingwood supporters. What can I do? Um, yeah, as as Billy Zane said in Titanic, not the better half. Um, so I or I pay for all the memberships on the same day. This is before round one. He got his Collingwood membership pack last week. Mm-hmm. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. But what would you expect from a shit club like that? Do better is what I say. <laughs> new, Who? Me or Collingwood? New, a new do better report. So Satisfy those kids' memberships order, orders quicker. So, yep. So, yeah, no, no Johnny Raincloud. Okay, good stuff. I like it. Um, Fab, thank you for today. We've done a bumper back-to-back episode. Absolutely. Um, it's been really good. Uh, clearly MGA, not much going on for you guys. A lot. I'll be working my, my um, tail off. But uh, look, potential, new, potential new client. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, yep, great to have you here. We had a good uh, chat with Murph. Um, wrapping up that up, if you haven't listened to that, please do. It was a fantastic chat. We yeah, thank it's great. Murph, Murph again for his time. Absolutely. He was uh, absolutely 
giving he was brilliant. his time. Very nice. Um, and we'll catch you guys all next week, hopefully after another win. Arrivederci ragazzi and go Blues. Always a pleasure. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>